What's up, everybody? Coming back at you again with another installment of Ask PJ Braun here at the Blackstone Labs headquarters. It is another lovely Thursday, mm-hmm. and we're about to get ready to get into these questions. Just for a second, before we get into these next questions, I really just wanted to, to shout out everybody that watches the podcast. I get a lot of tags on social media mm-hmm. of screenshots of me and PJ sitting at the table. So thank you guys for all the love. I really appreciate it. Um, you guys have made me feel very welcome here since I replaced Chris Heron. I love I love I love how closely that people watch us and like um, they think that we have like you know good rapport together and that we play off each other well and uh, apparently people have asked the past couple times if I'm on something during the podcast because I I move around a lot and I roll around on my chair today I'm going to be on Euphoria so I haven't taken Euphoria in a while but you guys inspired me by asking if I'm on something so I want to make sure I'm definitely on something today so I'm taking for Euphoria right now the camera will see that I've actually never taken Euphoria. I haven't done it in a while. Um, you have to take it on an empty stomach. It's hit or miss. Um, I've taken it where I'm like, ooh, I feel good. Make me feel good. Uh, Monsters Ball style. And then I've taken it where it makes me very tired. And I hope that doesn't happen now. I wish I could get like a live response from people if I should just try this Euphoria out right now for the first time. Um, so I want people who know what I'm talking about to just think about this for a second. So sometimes, so I have like, I don't know if it's from doing a lot of LSD when I was younger. But I have a lot of, like, things, like, in my brain that pop up out of nowhere. I thought right? you were going to say, like, trails when you look at things. And I was like, that's definitely those, the acid. I those, too. <laughs> I also have those. Um, and so, like, I'll be in the shower and I'll just, like, start singing, like, a show tune, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I was, for, for no reason, I was singing, um, like, the Full House theme the other night. Okay. And Salvina walked in and she was confused. And she's like, what is that? I'm like, you don't fucking know? Excuse my language. And then I just kept singing it, and I was singing it, like, in the guy's voice, too. And she was like, I, I know it, but I can't think why. I'm like, everyone in the world knows it. So then finally, I, I, I went on YouTube, and I typed in Full House theme, and I started playing it. And she's like, oh, my God, Full House. And she's like, why didn't you just admit it when I said it the first time? I'm like, because you actually didn't know. You were guessing. I wanted you to be sure. And she's like, why are you singing that? She's like, did you watch Full House or something? And I was like, no, it's just one of those things. Just that forever I ingrained in my memory. It'll never leave. So... Whenever I, whenever I like want to feel good and I don't, which is almost always, um, I'll be like, oh, my fucking head hurts or my arm hurts or my shoulder hurts. And I'm like, I just need something that's just going to make me feel good. And whenever I say that, I'm like, I just want to feel good. Can you make me feel good? And, and like Salvi never knew what it was. And I'm like, how do you fucking not know what that's from? And she's like, I don't know. You have so many weird things that you always do. And I'm like, it's from Monsters Ball. And she's like, I've never seen that. She's like, is not with like Halle Berry. I'm like, you've never freaking seen Monsters Ball. I'm like, every guy has seen it because there's a like very known sex scene with her and Billy Bob Thornton. So every guy's like, oh my god, Halle Berry has a sex scene. So they're all excited to watch it and they watch it. And it's the most like unappealing, kind of gross and not like hot sex scene of all time. And so then she was so like intrigued, so she wanted to watch it. And she was like, I'm like so not aroused at all. I actually turned it off. And she's like, but you do the make me feel good. So good. And I'm like, that's why I always taught for years. I've been around people where I've been like, can you make me feel good? And like, I wonder how many people have no idea Catch what I'm talking it. about. Did you know that what that was from? No, I didn't. I've never Did you know, it. Trevor? I'm allowed to talk. You can for this. For, for this. Says so shut up. <laughs> sit back and you shut know up. what that was from. Yeah. Okay. See, so I think that most guys have been on like Pornhub, YouTube, whatever, and typed in Monsters Ball at one point or another. All like, yeah, I'm gonna jerk it to Halle Berry, and it's it's like it's very graphic, but it's you're, it's not. There's nothing it's that, not like, that great. No. Um, it's I get it because the scene's not supposed to be like, hey, let's turn you on. Um, and, but she, she, she really goes into like, like, like the pain that she's going through of like everything that's like, like that she's dealing with with her son and everything. It is a good movie. Um, but she's like almost gross in the beginning of the sex scene when she just wants him to make her feel good, you know, like, right. like, make love to me, make him feel good. Can you make me feel good? Yes. That's why I do that. So if you guys have ever heard that now, you know why I don't like to, I don't like to be like, you know, some people will like say like a one liner and they'll be like, Anchorman. I hate that shit. You got to subtitle your own joke. Don't do that. Like, if you don't get it, you don't get it. Um, Anyway, that's our fucking banter. But I'm going to let you guys all know something. By the time that this video comes out, not the radio show, because the radio show is going to come out tomorrow. And so you can all think about this for the next couple days. By the time you watch this video, which is usually Mondays that come out, you will also be able to order the ISO cream. 
purchase the ISO cream and it'll make you feel good. Um, uh, we are putting the finishing touches on the really the email that just goes out to wholesale to let them know that they can uh, purchase it. But the ice cream is being manufactured. Uh, some of it has been bottled already, and uh, there will be pre-sales going out. And uh, Monday and Tuesday, it'll ship all over the United States. I got a, a couple cases coming right here to the office that I'm excited about. I was going to say my biggest issue is the fact that I'm not going to be able to just stockpile it for myself. But I think that the reason why we're not shipping it is specifically because they know that the call center would just run through whatever yes. stock we have here. So, so. what we're going to do is we're going to let Matt Rossi buy it for the snack racket. And then you guys can put it on your tabs and shit. It's not going to be something that I just like, like my guys, depending on who it is, not everybody, but the guys that have been here for a while, they know that they can go and just like take a shirt whenever, um, or take whatever products whenever. Now the newer people, they, they are like scared. And also like Brittany is like a tyrant with the apparel and Chelsea and Afrodave and Teresa, they keep everything monitored real close with inventory, but the ice cream is a little different because it's not here. And it's never going to be here. So nobody can go and just take it. Um, it's all going to be shipping from Texas. So even myself, like today, when I leave, I've got to remember to grab an isolation. I'm just going to grab an isolation and walk out. If somebody's in there, I'm going to be like, hey, mark this down for inventory. You know? Um, and I know I don't want to screw up their numbers, but, but we cannot do that with the ice cream. So Physically, we can't do that. Yeah, so I'm going to have to order it. And then it'll obviously go out of the inventory when that happens. We're going to pay for it to ship and everything else. I mean, I'm not going to send money to myself for it. Um, but that's how it's going to go with the ice cream. It won't be – I might order a bunch of it and then house it, some of it here and the rest at, at my own house. Um, but it's 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 never going to be housed in this building. Well, I don't want to say never, but most likely not going to be ever housed in this building. Until we start just making our own ice cream ourselves here. Mm. Um in a factory. In a giant factory with, like, mixers and different <laughs> I would freezing love utensils. I don't know what goes into that, but I'm sure it's extensive. Lots of ice. Uh, I think we'll just start uh, getting into these first round of questions here. I think we only have, like, eight, you said? Yes. So uh, this, this next one, um, it says, question for the stud bull husband. <laughs> I already know this is from Hairdive. Is it? Yes, if it's a weird oh, yeah, name, okay, he's girl changed man. his yep. name. Yes, I did I did not recognize the name, but I do yep. recognize Girl Man. So, question for the stud bull husband <laughs> from the one and only Girl Man. Hi, stud bull husband. I hope that you've by now been able to see my email and PM regarding collaboration. Please keep theme, visuals, etc. off of the video, a hobby secret. My question is, do you think you'd be successful as successful and physically outstanding if your dad hadn't failed you as a kid? If slash when you have children... How would you make them have that driving inner fire without sucking as a parent? Show me a strong bodybuilder, a hardworking businessman or woman, a creative artist, and I will show you a fucked up childhood. Thank you very much, stud bull husband. Apology accepted for nagging emails. Please give me – please give my best to the dominant alpha goddess, KP Senpai. <laughs> um, a couple things. Number one, for those of you who don't know Herodav, he's been a longtime follower and supporter, and he makes his own uh, YouTube videos. And – Herodav, I have quickly looked at your stuff and there just there's so much that's going on right now that I haven't been able to like just sit and dedicate time to it. Um, hopefully this weekend I will and this is actually get, putting it back in my head because it actually slipped my mind for a minute. It's one of those things where like whenever I see your name, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I need to do this still. I, when I watched the video, you know, there was a lot of like rendering that needed to be done and, it, and, and everything else in the first one. And so it's kind of hard to put my own visual to it. Also, you know, with getting away from the pure, like, Genova stuff, like, real Chris Bra, for instance, he's still on the Genova stuff. So, like, I get tagged in real Chris Bra stuff, and it's it's the stuff that Genova's doing now that he's just editing up. So we're never going to be doing stuff with Genova ever again, so we're not going to have any of that stuff. So I'm, I'm really interested in Herodav because I know I can see how intelligent you are, so I'm sure you're going to put out good quality stuff. I'm just interested in wonder where he's going to go with it since the subject matter has been Genova for so long. You know, you're going to have this... It's almost like starting over, you know? It's like if you've... If you were a, a an artist, you know, and, and you know, you had a, a girl, your girlfriend, or your wife, whatever, that you, was your muse, and you just stared at her and made sculpture inspiration all day, and all of a sudden she's gone, like, what's your inspiration going to be now? Um, and I won't put any of your stuff out, I promise. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about that. This fucking table is so annoying. Dude, I, this has never done this before. Um, Why is it doing this now? I don't know. 
This has never, 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 ever been this. I, we just have to not touch it, I guess. Is this a different table? No, it's the same table. It's just I've never seen it wobble like this before. Guys, right. we're getting a new, uh, for the people that this bothers, uh, we are getting a new setup. We are going to try to make it like Joe Rogan's because we are, of course, on the same level. They don't want to see us rolling. <laughs> they don't want us to roll. I was thinking of taking the chair and uh, just bashing it into a thousand pieces on the floor and then just sitting Indian style on the floor and being like, that's how angry I am over the over the rolling chair. But then if we sit Indian style on the floor, just our chins will barely come over the table. It would yeah, look really weird on Nobody YouTube. would want that. Eric said he's going to get us chairs that don't roll. Sorry that the noise bothers you guys. We should just get big fucking lazy boys. Just, just that'd be awesome, but after after my battery turned off last week on my brain, that might not be a good idea to have me in a lazy boy. Hey, maybe, maybe not. Also, I'm getting more and more of, and I didn't think this was going to happen. That because at first there was people that were like less banter, more questions, and like, sorry, these are all I have. Yeah, we've you got know? eight for you. If you want to answer, ask more questions. I always tell people, ask me your fucking questions, and I'll answer. I'm sorry for my language. That was something else I wanted to actually bring up. Is like you don't have to only ask questions about fitness or the fitness industry yeah. or supplements or gear. Anything. You can ask us anything, and you can ask Josh shit too. You can ask why PJ hasn't worn underwear in like 20 years since the 90s. Like, for since real. the 90s, and we're 2018. It's damn near 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can ask that. You can ask about the cars. You can ask about the dogs. You can ask about anything. Anything Truly going on anything. here at the office. You can ask about the Legion. You can ask about what we might be doing next weekend. I don't know, but it doesn't have to all be gear, TRT, protocol-related questions. The, you know, The questions, I will say, if you're a first-timer listening today, it's good for you because you're going to get some good knowledge. But for the rest of you guys, I don't know if you're getting bored because I'm answering a lot of repeat questions now. I knew this was going to happen, but, I mean, that's why David was like, maybe we should pick a couple questions each week and you really get into it. And I was like, no. Because I honestly... There's probably a, a, a small percentage of people that would enjoy that, but I think most people, after 20 minutes of, a, of like, a EpiCat answer, are going to be like, all right, I fucking get it. You know, please don't do this again. 20 minutes of an EpiCat answer that's already been asked four weeks in a row. Exactly. Um, in fact, I've actually tried to answer some of these questions a little bit faster because I know that they have been asked already. Now, if it is truly a new one or something that requires me to think a little bit, then, yes, I'm going to give you a lot of detail. I thought... That I was going to get more personal. I'm in the beat PJ. Here's where I'm at. Tell me what to do. Because I love doing shit like that. I'll do it all all day. You're, you're giving me a puzzle that needs to be solved. The questions that I'm getting about products and stuff like that. It's like I'm a biology teacher that's just teaching the same fucking class every period of the day for 10 years. How does Glycolog work? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be something similar to that in this <clears throat> next question. So back to Herodav's question from the start. I would say Yes. Most of my life has been modeled over proving my dad wrong. And um, I think if you, if you find a lot of people that are maybe similar to me in their success pattern or what drives them or motivates them, there's something that happens to them in their life that made them be the way they are. Like it's, it's rare, but it is, it is not like it's not something that doesn't happen. Sometimes you meet somebody that's a great entrepreneur and they're like, both of my parents are married still. My life was awesome. I went to a private school, whatever. Um, that is rare, but it, it, it does happen. A lot of times you hear stories like mine and it's like, yeah, I never knew my dad. And so because of that, I had to do this, which led to this, et cetera, et cetera. So in my case, one thing I learned later in life, I, I did actually a lot of therapy on and off, especially when I was courting Celeste and I actually should have listened to my therapist because my therapist was 100% right. And then a little bit after, but one of the things, this actually triggered a lot of my anxiety for a long time. I'm going to give you guys some deepness right now, some deep shit. When I was um, courting Celeste, when I was getting ready to marry her, I developed worse than ever anxiety. Like I had my, I've been had anxiety issues my whole life. They told my parents, you know, that I was uh, ADHD, hyperactive, and that my brain wouldn't shut off when I was a kid, when I was in friggin' sixth grade. Um, so this is something I've had my entire life, but my actual panic got very, very, very bad for whatever reason during my, I guess, engagement period to Celeste and Singerman actually noticed it. He was like, do you notice that your panic is bad when you're with Celeste slash you're about to be with her? And he actually said, he goes, when was the last time that you like looked a girl in the eyes and was like, I love you and really meant it. And I was like, I don't even remember. And he was like, maybe that's like something to do with it. Like maybe it's like an emotional thing that you're having a hard time with. And that was Aaron back when he was a good friend, you know, just noticing the situation. And when I was going to therapy, I had a very, very, very good therapist. And I, in a, my last ever session with her, 
triggered probably the worst panic attack I've ever had where I actually threw up. I ran out of the room. I threw up. thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. I had my, my heart. I could hear my heart beating. I thought I was dying. What she said was she did not want me to marry Celeste. She was pretty strong about it. She was like, you're making a very big mistake, and it's so textbook. She was like, you're still obsessed with your father leaving you. You have serious abandonment issues, and you have replaced your father with Celeste. Your relationship is exactly the same. You're obsessed with perfection. You're obsessed with being the best because you're like, why didn't my dad love me? Why didn't he want to know me? Maybe if I could be better he'll want to know me. Maybe if I could do this better, he'll want to know me. Maybe he'll want to be in my life, but you're not accepting that it actually has nothing to do with how good or bad you are. It simply has to do with him just not being a good guy. That's it. Nothing to do with you, but you're so hyper-focused on it. And in many ways, it's caused you to create some great things, but you're not creating it from a positive place. You're creating it because you're like, please just look at me. And it made so much fucking sense. And she was like, the way that you discuss Celeste, you're not discussing her in a way where it's like, oh, you know, we compliment each other so well, or she helps me so much. It's just, I am going to do this for her. So this can happen. And then I'm going to do this for her. And I'm going to start a company for her. And, and she, she really did nail it. But it was so overwhelming to me. That I was like, you're fucking wrong. Rejecting it. right? I was like, you're fucking wrong. I love her. I've never had anything like this. And she was like, you're telling yourself that. She's like, you have simply replaced your father with Celeste. That's why you're running around the country to see her. She's not making it easy for you, but you're doing whatever it takes because you're like, hey, look at all the things that I'm doing. I must be great. Believe that I'm great. And um, she was right. And I, I do regret all the things that I did. I think I wasted a lot of time on somebody that didn't deserve it, just like my father didn't deserve it. Um, and later in life, I actually went to see my dad. And um, I found him. I hadn't spoken to him in many, many years. And uh, he was actually um, on his deathbed with cancer. I'm going to segue real quick and say that somehow this man, and I believe that I have this in me too, did not die. They told him you have a few months to live. You're in stage four cancer. It spread all over your body. Very rare form of cancer. We're pulling you off the friggin' chemo at this point. Enjoy your last few months. Somehow he didn't die. And it's been like four years now. And he's still in remission. Um, I went to see him and he was very skinny and frail and couldn't even speak because his throat was all ruined from the radi radiology and everything else. And he looked nothing like the guy that I remembered from when I was a kid, nothing like the guy that made me want to bodybuild. And I had a box that had, um, magazines that I've been in and posters that I've been on and all these accomplishments that I made. And, um, I went to his, his office. His, I found his warehouse in Connecticut. I went home to do this. It was very difficult for me at the time. My mom was like, do you want me to go with you? And I was like, no, I'm an adult now. I can do these things, you know? And um, I, I, I pull up and I see this brawn moving and storage sign and this enormous, enormous warehouse. And so our building here is just under 25,000 square feet. It's a large building. So his facility was 80,000 square feet. Oh. Just to give you like a size perspective on it. And there were nearly 80. I got all these numbers before I left. 18 wheelers just lined up in rows. Wow. Um, and then big like backhoes and excavators and things like That's that. a lot of diesel fuel. Yeah, there's a lot of diesel fuel. <laughs> um, and I was like, wow, dude, look at all this shit that my dad's done, huh? I'm like, I must be where I get like my, my business drive from. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I went inside, and, and the, uh, they were like, uh, you're Phil's son, aren't you? And I was like, yes. Yeah. So most of these people have never even seen me before. I'm, at the time, let's say 35 years old. And um, uh, they were like, yeah, we'll just bring you into his office. So I sit in his office. I'm looking around. And there's pictures of like his – I say new family, but like his other family. And I'm like, that's weird. You know, I don't even know these people. Right. You know, I wonder if they know like what – Who you are. What, yeah. what I've done. Like yeah. I've done some cool things, and maybe they would like me. You know, I don't know. And I'm just sitting there looking around, looking around. He comes in, probably like 40, 50 pounds smaller than I remember. And he was like the first taste of a bodybuilder I ever got when I was a kid and how cool I thought it was. And I remember being like, how many inches are your arms? And at the time, they were 18, which I thought was just a monstrous back then, you know. And, you know, going to the gym with him when I was a little kid before he, he left. And he comes in all like gray and sick and weak. And he, he motioned to his throat that he couldn't really talk because of his throat because he had so much um, – radiation done on his throat so he he was writing on a paper i can't talk a lot but i can listen and so i took this box out and i sat it down and i was like i just want to show you I, I, like a lot of these things that i've done over the years i don't know if you've ever seen any of this stuff and these are magazines that i've been in and pictures of my trophies and stuff and um i was starting to feel myself get real tense 
and shaky, the same way I was actually with Celeste. And um, I said to him, and so there are some of my followers know this. I said, you know, I've really hated you so much my entire life. I've just been like fueled with like wanting to be better than you so bad and, and just wanting to do these things and just be like, how the fuck can you not know me? You know, like I'm cool. People like me. Why don't you want to fucking know me? And, and everything I've done, I've always said, I'm going to do this so good that he'll feel stupid for not knowing me. And I'm like, so I did all these things. I, I don't know. I hope you think they're cool because I did them all because of you. And um, I just want you to know that I'm letting all this go now. I'm never going to bodybuild ever again. I love working out just because I love working out, not because I hate you. And um, I want you to know that I know that you're dying. And I uh, don't know if I can help you. Um, but if I could, I would like to in any way that I can. I'm like, you are my dad. And um, he said, I actually do know about all these things. I have seen them. And I know I was a huge failure as a father. And I never came back. And I should have come back. And he opened up this drawer in his uh, desk at his office. And he had all these pictures of me and stuff. And it like blew my mind. And he was like, I've always been so proud. He's like, but my heart was very broken by my separation to your mother. And I just couldn't come back. He's like, and I know there were so many times where I would just drive by your house and think I should just go in there and see my kids. And he's like, I'm not making any excuses. He's like, cause I didn't, and I should have. And I figured I'd start over and do things right the second time with my second family. And he's like, and that failed. He's like, and then I did it a third time. And that's where I'm at now. He's like, and I am happy. He's like, but I, 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 I am a failure as a father and it has nothing to do with you. And, um, he was like, but I've always been very proud. And that whole experience was like very like life changing for me. And when I left there, it was like this tremendous weight that had been lifted off my shoulders and it changed me going forward. And one of the things that happened though, that day, I've, I've never, I've never left this. It's always been circulating in my brain, whether I talk about it or not. I don't really talk about a lot of this stuff with the people in this building. I think most of them, not most of them, but a lot of them know. So sitting there and I was like, so the doctors say you're going to die, huh? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, what are you going to do? And he was like, not die. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? And he goes, you know, like, I just look at it as this is a, a, a task that I have to overcome. It's a situation that I have to approach and beat. And I will. He goes, it's like when you do your bodybuilding shows, you come up with a plan and you execute that plan to the best of your abilities. And whatever the outcome is, you know that you developed this plan for that outcome. And that's all you can control. He's like, so I have a plan. I eat what I eat every day. I cycle every day. I do the things that I have to do because I believe this is how I'm going to beat cancer. And that's all that I think about is how I'm going to win. I never ever think for a second of losing or dying or anything. And that's the only way that I can be. And I remember thinking like, damn, what a good like attitude. And um, I've approached so many situations in life. And I always thought like I do this because of my dad. But now I think from that moment with him, like maybe I just have that in me. And maybe I use the excuse of my anger to fuel me all these years, but maybe I just have that in me. And I think that's a better way to look at it. And if my life was completely different, maybe I wouldn't be where I am right now. Maybe I wouldn't have helped so many people. You know, maybe I wouldn't have started my training business and maybe I wouldn't have grown it into the online consulting. And maybe I wouldn't have started Blackstone and maybe I wouldn't have gotten to the point where I do these Q and A's every day and these podcasts just to help people. Cause I, I generally just like love doing it, you know? Maybe I wouldn't be like that. Maybe I'd be selfish. Maybe I'd be like, fuck all these people. I'm just going to do all this for myself. Or maybe, <clears throat> maybe there would have been something else that you would have had the reasoning behind doing. Mm -hmm. Maybe not Blackstone or bodybuilding, but maybe you would have had that same drive that you, you had you know, instinctively already. And it would have just been another driving force pushing you. I know that since I was young, my mom will back this up. I told my mom one day, I said, I want to help people when I grow up when I was a little boy and she was like, well, how are you going to help them? And I said, I want them to have good lives and I want them to be happy. And when I was a little boy and my mom thought it was really cute and she was like, but why? And I was like, cause that will make me happy if I know that I did that. And as I got older, I remember the day when I told my mom, I was like, do you know what I'm going to do? And she was like, what honey? Cause my mom was always very supportive of everything I wanted to do. I said, I am going to coach women and I'm going to take all these women, whether they have high self-esteem, low self-esteem, whether they have body dysmorphia, low opinions of their self, I'm going to make them feel great. 
and I'm going to do it all through physical fitness because that's what I have the most passion about. And she said, why do you want it specifically to be women? And I said, because I feel that nobody's helping them the right way and women need to be treated differently and respected differently. And I learned in therapy also that that was because since I had no dad, um, although I had an amazing stepdad that came in, I should touch on that a little bit. I was so close with my mom and my sisters that I value women in a way that I was like, why I really have this passion for my mom and my sisters. And so I was a very protective and paternal person with women always at a young age, especially being the oldest son where I was like, well, it's my job to take care of these girls. And I've always adopted that. And now in many ways I joke around about my perversions and you know, my sex drive and the things that I'm into, like on a, on a pornographic level. And I, everybody knows that is a big part of who I am, but I think everybody also knows that a lot of it is joke. And I think that most women feel very safe around me. I've never had any issues. I've been fortunate in that sense when it comes to like deals that a lot of guys deal with with women. I think most girls actually speak really highly of me. Uh, most of my ex-girlfriends still like me. A lot of them come on my podcasts. A lot of them come in my Q&A. And um, I just think that is what's inside me as a person that maybe that is because my, my biological dad left. Maybe if I had a dad that I played baseball with every day. Maybe I'd be like, I want to help guys throw better. I don't know. Uh, but I do absolutely think, yeah, of course, this was all influenced by my childhood and the relationship that I had with my dad. Now, I, I will also say that I didn't realize it until I was an adult, but my stepdad is the best guy ever. My stepdad came in when my mom was friggin' 25 with four kids. Most guys would not even think about that. I mean, you put a beautiful girl in front of me and you tell me she's got four kids, I'm going to be like... Pfft. I don't even know if I want to have sex with this girl because I don't want to deal with all those kids. She could look like whatever, but that's a whole lot of kids. I mean, seriously, think about it. I've dated a girl with a child before, and it was fucking hard. Man. Even just one. And it was hard with one, let alone four. Let alone my, four. My and dad worked really a good. second job to help her pay the bills because he loved, loved her so much. And I'll friggin' blow this up right now. My dad's going to be so embarrassed probably, but he doesn't listen to this shit. My dad... Um, was only 19 when he met my mom, was wow. his first love, first woman he was ever with, only woman he's ever been with for wow. all these fucking years. And later in life, my mom felt that she like robbed the cradle with him, that she fucked him up. And so she was like encouraging him to go to strip clubs. And she would bring him. And I was like, Ma, why are you telling me this dumb shit? And she was crying one day. And she's like, I brought him to a strip club. And I made him go into the champagne room. And I was like, why? And she was like, because I felt like he needed that. I'm like, no one really needs that. And she was like, and he didn't want to go. But I made him go. And then when he went, I was mad at him. And I was like, you made him go. And I was like, what did you do? And she's like, I left him there. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so horrible. Why? And she was like, because, you know, I thought he deserved that after all these years. I'm like, so what happened? And she was like, well, he got a taxi and he came back and he was like, why did you leave me there? And she was like, because you left with that girl. And he was like, you made me go with her. I wanted to leave when you left. And I was like, look, he's a really, really good guy. And he's got just good, good morals and, and ethics. And he didn't need to, leave to do when that. You you're you're freaking forcing him. You brought this upon yourself. I was like, what the fuck? And... uh you know, there are guys that are like that, man. My parents are still very, very happily married. When we're done with this, I'm going to go ask him if he wants to go to the strip. <laughs> I think now with all these beautiful girls around all the time, he can't help but appreciate it. I'll take him over to Rachel's. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll go. I haven't been in a while. And I've told Savi, too. And this is such a stupid segue. I'm like, I will take you to the strip club with me, and you will have no issues. Because when I go to the strip club, I'm not like, ooh, titties, let's fucking get lap dances and shit. I, this is why I love the strip club. Two reasons. One. No one bothers you. Other than the girls, there are some annoying girls there. No one bothers you. So it's not like when you go out to a club and everyone's like, and obviously this is specifically for me, and everyone's like, oh, you're the Blackstone Labs guy. Can I get some protein or can I do this? Like, honestly, guys, that happens to me everywhere now. It's fucking annoying. But I'm always going to be nice. I go to the strip club. No one knows who I am. They don't give a fuck either. I can sit there. I can have a drink. I can chill. And I can look at naked girls. And that's awesome. And no one bothers me. And it's chill. There's not going to be any fights there. I don't go and I get I don't get lap dances. Have I? Of course. What I do like to do though, and find this very entertaining, is I like to bring people with me and I like to get them lap dances. And I like to laugh at the way they respond to it. And there's nothing better than getting a girl lap dance. I love it. And it's usually free. Yeah, and if you want to come with me, I will by all means get you lap dances all you want to everybody in here. I've never been to there's places down here that I should have been to, like Diamond Dolls, never been. Me neither. What's the um King of Diamonds? KOD. Never been there. I've been to uh, I think do a Blackstone trip to KOD. Many times been down to to Miami to um, Scarlet's. Many times frequented that place a lot. 
Um, but I think we need to get one of those like shuttle buses and like bring Teresa down. What's to the other one? Tootsies have not been Tootsies there. I should go to these places. I yeah. should. They're good times, and I will absolutely bring Salvia. Bring anyone. It's a, I think it's a great fun thing to do. And a lot of times strip clubs have bad raps, but I hate going to the regular club. The regular club fucking sucks. The regular club, if you're a bigger guy, especially if you're not drinking, is like, hey, let's go get into a fight. And if people are like, you're immature for saying that, no, I'm not. It's just you're probably not a big guy or you probably don't get it. People get drunk. They want to they wanna fuck with you. They want to bother you. People want to bump into you, spill shit on you. It's just not a fun time for me, especially being a little older. Uh, college kids are idiots. They're rambunctious and crazy. And I do not like being around that. You go to a strip club, it's typically a little older scene, and it's relaxed. I, get, I, don't, I don't sit at the table with dollars. I get a table. I get table service. I chill. And that's my scene. In fact, I feel like we should go to a strip club this weekend. Yeah, no, that's I haven't idea. been in a while. I mean, if Tara wants to go, will she? Is she cool like that? Yeah, no, I think she has off on Sunday. Amber, and I don't want to say this to like, make anybody jealous, my girlfriend in California, totally cool with going to strip clubs with me. Yeah. And I would, well, get, her, I, I, I would get her dances all the time, and, and I wouldn't get dances. And I didn't need them. I like watched her and everything. And this is not because I want to get Salvia in it. She doesn't need to either. And I feel like she'd be very uncomfortable. And that's cool. I don't need that. But I think we can go chill and just take in the scenery and have a good time with everybody. Absolutely. Because um, I don't want to go to a regular club. There is no point. And I'm sorry. And guys, if you say that I'm wrong just because you want to do this, you know that you're, you know what you're doing when you go out. There's no point to go to a club other than to get fucked and to get fucked up. Yep. Period. That's it. So I've told girls, look, if I get to a point with you where I'm like, hey, I'm going to a club without you tonight. Guess what? I'm going to go get fucked up or I'm going to get fucked or both. Because no guy likes to dance that nope. much. No guy likes to dance. No guy likes to be sober when they're out. We don't take our shoes off and put it in a circle in the middle yeah. of the dance floor and dance together. We don't do that. Nope. Only girls do that shit. Yep. And That's I don't it. even get that. None of us get why you want to do that. Nope. Do it in your house. Do it in the kitchen. That's a lie. <laughs> uh, it's true. And, and, and some young guys would be like, yo, let's go party and let's get fucked up. That's a young guy thing. But once you're fucked up, what do you want to do? Yep. That's it. You're, you're like, all right, I'm fucked up now. Should I fuck girls or should I go home? Definitely the uh, the previous. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from William Davis. I hope that answered his question the right way. I, I really don't. I think that may be the most extensive personal answer we've gotten so far on the podcast. I'm glad we got that away first because these next ones I'm going to bang out fast because they're all easy. We segued into so many different adver- – we, somehow we ma- managed to go from, from, from life lessons with dad to strip clubs. That's Is that <laughs> euphoria hitting you? I didn't take it. I'm very like like numb now. I didn't it's good. It. I should have taken it. I, I feel like I would be. This is a great time. I'm gonna actually take that at the strip club. Damn. All right. Well, that's the plan now. All right. We're gonna get Teresa. Euphoria, take it at the strip club. Shout and, out to Crazy Hawk and uh, Thea Renee. They love Euphoria. And the oh, um, uh, we have one more that always posts about Euphoria. Her and her man are always in the kitchen. Chris Michelle. Chris Michelle. There you go. I think she's not with him anymore. Oh. Shout out to Chris Michelle. If you're not. Oh damn. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of guys that would love If you're to not, we will you. still send you some euphoria. Yeah, and we'll come hang on out in the kitchen. <laughs> As friends, of course. The tiling is very nice in that kitchen. I know a lot of girls that take euphoria and do cardio don't get that. Crazy. They're like, I dance and do cardio. I'm like, I melt in a chair. We, we just like went out to Ultra and threw like 100 bottles into the crowd. People loved it. That's great. That's what you should do with it. I'm kidding. We didn't do that. Well, Thea and A <laughs> and Crazy Hawk are getting married at the big electric music conference. Okay. When is that, by the way? Uh, at EDC? Yes. Electric Daisy Carnival in Vegas, I think, is... Well, I know uh, in, in Orlando, it's in November. They really want us to go. Should we go? I mean, like, I... It's very not a Salvina scene, but they're like, there's things that she could do. If you, if you go VIP, it's okay. Oh, I, I, everything I do is VIP. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm you do text that, them like, right now. You, can, you can be out of the, uh, out of the craziness. Um, there goes your bubble cap. It's okay. Uh, this next one comes EDC, from... EDC, here we go. Oh, fuck, it's soon. 18th through 20th of May. Arriving 17th for a pre-wedding party on the Strip. I gave them 100 Euphoria to give out as wedding favors. <laughs> cool fucking people, right? That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> let's talk. I'm actually texting her later. I'd like to get a few of us out there. Blackstone style. Let's oh, look at my agenda. I'm definitely calling dibs on that. For sure. All right. <laughs> All right. Next one comes from William Davis. He goes, hey, PJ, my name is William. I met you at the Arnold, and I wanted to say thank you for taking some time to talk to me. It really meant a lot. My question is, I'm 17, I am not making a lot of gains, and I don't know why. I think it could be a few things. I had suf- I suffered from an eating disorder and a nasty rebound from it. I screwed up my metabolism, and I think so. and I think so I don't need a lot of calories to maintain my weight. I'm trying to slowly add calories back in. I'm also short, only about 5'7", so I never really have had a chance to try to pack on size. I'm tired of being small, so I... So, and not really seeing progression. I'm asking 
you if there is anything you think I should do from supplements to SARMs. I just want to be muscular and look like I lift in a shirt. My lifting career has been about two and a half years. It's consisted of dropping 100 pounds in the first one and then gain a lot of fat for half of a year and then trying to lose the fat I gained for my rebound for almost another seven months and the rest was kind of maintaining a super lean physique and a chubby physique. So does my genetics just suck or have I not really had a chance to put on anything? My waist is around 26 to 30 inches and at 118 to 150 pounds, wider shoulder, decently big biceps, but never really had abs. Sorry, this is kind of everywhere. Thanks from a huge friend and supporter, Will Davis Fitness. All right. You touched on a lot of subjects. I'm going to give you bullet points right now. Number one, you're 17 for, for the love of God. <laughs> give yourself some time. You haven't even hit puberty all the way yet. You're going to hit your puberty, your last big, big growth spurt, and you're going to grow a lot. You're going to get what I call man strength. It's going to happen the next few years. Here are the best things that I could tell you. Do not take any SARMs. Do not take any pro-hormones. Do not take any steroids. Eat a lot of good, healthy food. Eat 30 to 40 grams of protein at every meal five or six times a day. Balance your carbohydrate intake. Get healthy fats at every meal. Train hard five times a week. Give yourself two rest days. Pick whatever rest days you want. On those five days of your training, train one body part. So legs one day, chest one day, back one day, shoulders one day, arms. Just keep cycling it like that. Push yourself hard. Just worry about the food. And be patient. Things come with time. Take pictures of yourself right now after you listen to this. Do the same poses. Take them in the same spot. Come back in six months. Take the same pictures and poses again. Look at yourself. You're going to see improvements. That's the best way to do it. You're looking at yourself in the mirror every day. And you're critiquing yourself so hard. I was like that too. But if I look at myself from 28 to 25, 30 to 28, 35 to 25, I can see all kinds of differences. And it is a marathon, not a sprint. Good luck. Big Euphoria is feeling amazing, by the way. I wish I would have taken it. I took four. (laughs) All right, next one comes from Michael Diaz. He says, hey, PJ, I'm back on track with my diet, but the same flavors can get old. I use Flavor God on turkey and such, but just kind of want to change it up. (laughs) Looking for suggestions for fish, steak, poultry, and veggies. What are good condiments that are keto-friendly? I already know sriracha, yellow mustard, and blackening season. What else would you recommend that can be used of carb cycling that you might not want to use on keto? Thanks, Mike. Uh, well, most of the things that I'm going to tell you to use are simply just seasonings that you can use regardless of your diet. Tony Chachery's Creole seasoning, outstanding. There is a brand called Grillmates. They make all sorts of good stuff. My favorite one is the Applewood Bacon, outstanding. I put that on my salmon here and the steaks when I cook it for everybody, and they love it. I also put it on the asparagus, and people are like, what did you put on the asparagus that makes it so good? It goes good with everything. Uh, mixed up salt is very good. Also, get into different kinds of uh, rock salt, like pink Himalayan sea salt. There's black salts that you can get. Um, stuff like that will, will really add a lot of flavor to your food. Everybody knows like Frank's Red Hot and stuff like that. I mean, Trevor, you have anything that you want to add as far as condiments go? A lot of that is a personal preference thing. I've done like chimichurri type seasonings here. I like French's honey mustard myself. Honey, honey mustard. I used to do like grape pecan spicy. I like spicy, like wasabi type stuff. If you like the more spicy route, go, go with the boar's head. Uh, the honey mustard. Honey mustard, yep, is a good one. It's real sweet and it's spicy. I encourage you to try try different things. You'll you'll find these things that like I found out about the Tony Chatry's Creole seasoning one day. Uh, I think Guy Cicerino told me about it years ago, and that shit is good on everything: eggs, steak. It's it's Not I get like the big goya. Ones. Goya is good. Adobo. Yeah, I mean just just mess around, man. Uh, all that stuff doesn't have anything in it. It's just seasoning, so you can put it on whatever. There was a goya that I was using on literally everything. Also, I wanted to tell a joke. Uh, Flavor God. Came don't, out, blew up the fucking internet. Don't, don't, don't tell him. And I was going to come out with my own seasoning for Blackstone Labs. Don't say it. Don't say the name? Don't say the name. Somebody we still else, might somebody, do somebody that. Somebody else. All right. We, we still, still might do, do it. it. We have those. the bagel. We have those at my house. There's Everything a bunch but of the bagel seasoning. Yeah, there's like a Chipotle one. You know what? They're not that good. No. They're okay. That's the same thing with Flavor God. Like, everybody goes crazy Flavor God it. sucks. Flavor God's like Mrs. Dash. Let me tell you something. Just like we did with the ice cream. If we do fuck you shreds by the way. If we do decide to go that route, everybody is done. Yes. You're done. You're done. We know what we're doing and our name is impeccable. Next question. Next question comes from Jay Robertson. He says, "Hey PJ, I just recently purchased EpiCat chosen one in Anagenin. I just started my cut about 3 weeks ago. Is there anything else I should add in with this stack to get as lean and as ripped as I can? I'm not competing or doing any shows. I just want to be ripped for the summer. Thank you for taking time to read my question. Hopefully you can answer it." Yes, Trojan Horse no matter what. Okay. Then if you want to step up your fat burner game, paraburn. Okay. Think they go great together. Glycolog with your high carb meals for sure. 
Recomp, of course, has its place, not a necessity. And if you really want to dry out more with the chosen one, add Eradicate in. <clears throat> All right, next one comes from Ruben Vargas. He says, hey, PJ, it's RD Vargas from IG. Again, love your products, and I try to make it I try to make the Q&A, but been, lately been very busy with work. I have a question about keto. I have people telling to stay away from sucralose and BCAAs while on keto because they're telling me that they can kick you out of ketosis. On the Q&A today, you said that sucralose does kick you out of ketosis. Can you go into further detail on why this does not kick you out of ketosis and why people are telling me it does? Can you also break down BCAA and its effects on keto? One one more. What about the maltodextrin and sugar-free Metamucil? Can you explain if that also kick you out of ketosis? No. No sugar alcohols or artificial sweeteners kick you out of ketosis. They have no effect on your insulin levels at all. So they're, they're, they have what is called a non-applicable or negligible effect on your insulin levels. They do not cause your pancreas to release any insulin at all. So they have no effect. This is where the whole like science behind sugar alcohols and all these gross-ass bars come from. Your body can't process them. Usually get bloated and shit them all out. Now you don't have to worry about that with things like sugar-free Metamucil. Um, and Dave Palumbo, who's the biggest keto advocate ever, used to tell people to take sugar-free Metamucil before he came out with his Fibrolize. Keep going. Oh man! All right. Next one says: First off, I appreciate the information and knowledge gained thus far from the podcast. I appreciate the information and knowledge gained thus far from the podcast. Currently, previous two months, I started a keto regimen, and I'm curious about the effectiveness of cycling w- while on this diet. I'm currently intaking. 2,500 or 2,700 cows staying in the 320 range of protein. I ran test E and trend A previously, but that was on a managed carb diet. Any suggestions on cycles and or what type of growth that I can expect on this current diet? The purpose of the diet is to lean out a bit and hit an 8 to 9% body fat. Currently, I'm 224, 6'3", and about 12% body fat. Currently only using Dust Extreme. Curious if more will be available soon. Redcon 1, big noise. <laughs> And creatine, BCAAs, fish oil, L-carnitine, etc. Basics. Thanks, Casey. What is uh, Redcon's big noise product? Uh, probably just a bunch of noise. Literally, probably is just it like a bunch a of trash. like a product or something? Uh, hey, when you listen to this, please ship me, or not ship me, send me uh, whatever the hell that bullshit product is. And then for free, I'm going to give you our version of the product that I'm sure they copied. And I'm sorry that you spent money or probably got it for free because they give their bullshit away on an inferior product. But uh, because I want you to do well, I'm going to send you ours for free. Um, as far as what cycle you do, look, man, I can get you shredded on a cycle of Deca and D-Ball, or I can get you shredded on a fucking propanite cycle. Your diet is the key to everything. So if you want to grow more, I, I, a lot of people try to turn it into rocket science, and it's not. Yes, it's very scientific, but it's not. You just eat more, and you juice, and you get big. You eat less, and you diet. This is so simple way of saying it, and it's a lot of people, and you get lean. I, I've literally gotten on stage shredded and even flat on uh, Anadrol and D-Ball before because I overdieted and took diuretics and stuff like that. Um, and some people, it doesn't matter what what they take, they, unless they really diet in that direction or for whatever they want, whether, you know, if they're really trying to put on size, you know, it probably doesn't matter what gear they take. If they don't have their diet right, they're not going to put on size. Same thing for some other people with dieting down. If you're naturally a big person, even though you're taking trend and EQ, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be shredded in four weeks. Yep. Like if you look at If you look at Dane, the freak... What he's doing, I could put another 100 people on the exact same protocol. It's not going to look like him. It's and not going to do the same he thing. He is strangely lean to the point where he is going to have a hard time being big enough. And you guys might be like, what the fuck? He's huge already. What do you mean big enough? To fill his frame out the right way, to be truly competitive at the top level, it's going to be hard for him because he's going to have to shovel in food. And that's just like Josh, for example, sitting here with me, can eat a lot of fucking food, and he's just not somebody that's just going to start getting fat. It's just- I can literally eat whatever I want, as much as I want. I eat legitimately, no bullshit, at least a pint of Ben & Jerry's a day, minimum, on top of everything else I eat. And it doesn't matter how often I go to the gym or don't go to the gym, I'm not going to get fat. And I, I, I think that there is a, a, a point where his metabolism will probably slow down a little bit, and, and maybe it won't. You know, I, I know people that I, – I've talked to guys that are like, oh, I used to eat a pint of ice cream every night, and then all of a sudden when it hit 30, I just started getting fat. And that, that, that may, maybe that will happen to some of the younger guys. And I know other people that were fat their whole lives, and, you know, they have to diet year-round. And um, somebody like Dale – what about Dale, for instance, was a fat guy who got in really good shape, but his body wants to be fat. Right. So he's got to stay on, on top of that. I'm sort of like in the middle. Like my body doesn't want to be too big, but it doesn't want to be fat either. So I, because of that, I guess I'm fortunate in a way where I'm like, okay, I know what I got to do to get big. And I know what I got to do to get lean. And if I apply them, they kind of work in either direction. And um, like for me personally, when I did a show, 
I could, I had hands down the easiest diet out of anybody that works here at Blackstone Labs, and I got more shredded than probably everybody yeah. else that works here at Blackstone you're Labs. You're knowing your genetics. It's just easier for me now. If I wanted to put on size and get big as somebody like Billy, that would be really hard for me. I would be eating slamming food all day long, regardless of what supplements I was taking from Blackstone Labs. It would still be hard for me to do that. So if your diet is not in check, it doesn't matter if you take. 12 methaquad before the gym. You're probably not going to put on any size if you're not eating the right diet. Same thing. I've had people that were like, I got nothing out of Chosen One, but I got bigger and shredded out of Brutal Force. And then other people that are like, methaquad's amazing. You're just going to have to figure out your own body. You're just going to have to keep on experimenting is what I always tell people. The experimentation is the key. If, if you're doing something for many months and you're not happy with the results, then why are you still sticking with the same thing? <laughs> if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if it is broke, try fixing it. Figure it out. All right, next question is, uh, with increasing my testipinate to 400 milligrams, what's the best way to take one milligram of Rimidex tabs? Thanks, Frank. Um, I mean, you're, you're, again, I would advise you to get your blood work done, see where estrogen is at, or your estradiol is what they're going to check, um, and see, are you somebody that's that's got you know the the, the potential to, to crank out estrogen, or are you somebody that doesn't have to worry about it? You'll know also just by how you look, if you start getting watery, if you start noticing gyno or, or gyno coming. Um, I think if, if I were to just make it easy, you could take one milligram of uh, Arimidex every three days. If you want to pick a couple of days, like a Monday and Friday, I do my Arimidex. You'll, you should be fine with that. Now, if you're somebody that cranks out estrogen, I would say just t- take one every other day. Um, or you could break them in half and do a half every day. Um, that will wipe your estrogen out. <clears throat> Next question is... Uh Hey PJ, I'm a sergeant in the United States Marine Corps. Currently followed, currently, currently forward deployed in, a, I'm not even gonna try in Japan and try. And my dream is to get into the bodybuilding industry. You've been a big inspiration when it comes to putting in work at the gym and keeping my diet on point. Unfortunately, my dream doesn't agree with the Marine Corps when it does come to size and the amount of dream, amount of muscle I've put on. Do you have any tips when it comes to diet and incorporations in routines? <clears throat> the objective is to keep my waist small and my neck thick. That's how the measuring tape option works in the military. I've been trying many different types of routines. Mostly my diet consists of chicken and rice with a cheap meal here and there every two to three weeks, but I don't seem to be slimming down and it's kind of frustrating. Mostly I put chow last and work first. I know I may not be eating enough. Mission is the priority. Uh, do you have any tips on how to keep my size low enough to continue with my career while chasing the bodybuilding dream in the Marine Corps? I mean, a lot of the guys that I know in the military do great with fast food because they can drink their meals. Um, you know, when you're in the military, it's just gonna be hard, guys. You're just gonna have to schedule it when you can. Now, I respect the hell out of you putting uh, chow last and work first because that is where your mindset set should be however to get the goals uh with your physique that you're trying to achieve you're gonna have to flip that order uh or you're gonna have to find a way to have a a healthy balance but i I do think the fast food will help you a lot and i'm not gonna sit here and tell you what supplements to take and tell you to take chosen one or brutal force and or make sure you're getting glycolide because it'll it'll fix it you just got to eat the right way and um i do think that getting the extra calories in when you can if you can just have that fast food. I talked to a few guys that said it saved them while they were. I talked to a guy in the Navy that was like, dude, I was on a boat for friggin' six months and we only had friggin' two meals a day. He's like, so I would just drink fast food whenever I was hungry. And he's like, and I kept all my size. So you just have to adapt to the situation with things like that. Speaking of adapting to the situation, being that you said you're a sergeant, why don't you just get one of the peons to like make your prep meals for you? <laughs> like, yo, bro, I got you on a hundred less push ups this week. You just make me seven meals yeah, a day. Yeah, you'll find, you'll find <laughs> people to take care of your stuff for you. All right. <laughs> peon. I don't know what they call them, like, technically, so I just figure peons I mean, work. peons works, right? We got some peons in here. All right, next one says, uh, what's the longest you could do a cycle of DNP for at a low dose, around 200 milligrams a day? Is 30 to 45 days too much at a low dose? And what should you supplement while doing it? Is the contest being pushed out? And if so, what is the final date? First of all, I love that this is a DMP question. We get a lot of these, and I was actually talking about DMP with my dad today because he wanted to know what it was. Uh, so I was explaining it to him. Then he wound up Googling it after I left, and he came back, and he was like, oh, that's very interesting. I was like, sure is. Uh, I will tell you guys this, that DNP is probably the most effective fat burner that I ever used over the years. It is also very dangerous. dangerous. That's what- wouldn't advise anybody to go out and do it. I would do things to myself that I would typically never do or suggest to others. Um, but I was very, very fearless when I was young, and I always thought, let's just see what happens. Um, and I think that is very foolish, by the way. Um, however... Because I was seeing what would happen, I went conservative where I would do 200 milligrams of DMP once a day for two weeks. And then in my off time, I would either do Clen or an ECA stack. 
and then I would cycle back in. So I typically would, if I was going to run DMP, I did this for a few shows, actually. I would start it at maybe 16 weeks out, 14 weeks out. I'm like, I'm going to jumpstart my diet with some fucking serious fat loss. And I'll tell you, especially when you're off-season, you're holding a bunch of that shit weight. I would often, in the first two weeks, drop like 20 pounds and look dramatically different. In the end, it's like all the water comes out. Um, and then, again, I would do it around the like 10-week mark where I would do that 10 weeks. And then at eight weeks would be where I would kick in all the fun stuff, like trend and Winstrol and all that. And you're at that eight-week mark, and you're like, damn, I just dropped a lot of fat, and now I'm going to add in all these good anabolics I'm going to grow, too. Um, and then the third time I would do it would usually be, like, anywhere from, like, three to four weeks out. That way I could get some good fat burning in when I was training hard and then have that last week, 10 days, even two weeks to kind of figure out the rest without having that crazy DMP in my system. Because mm-hmm. DMP will make you tired. It will make you very, very hot. Uh, and it makes you sweat like crazy. But it's one of those things where when you're on it, you see changes every day. Now, what's really cool about Trojan Horse, which I'm going to change the name on, by the way. I haven't picked my name yet, um, although I do have an idea. Um, Because Trojan Horse is an uncoupling agent, just like DMP was. Uh, Not nearly as strong, but works very, very similar and is very effective. Um, I always recommend Trojan Horse to people because of my feelings towards DMP and because I understand, you know, the chemistry behind it. Now... I, I think that DMP is dangerous, yes, but I think it's dangerous because people are idiots. Right, um, they use it wrong. They use it wrong, and they take too much. They don't listen to their body. Now, that you could you could die from alcohol. You know what I mean? You die from aspirin. Yeah, and that, that stuff's always going to be out there. Right. You know? If you take a fucking bottle of aspirin, you're going to probably die, or you're going to be close to dying. Um, but they're never going to take aspirin away. You know? I mean, so... It doesn't matter how many people it's do. It's hard for me to, like, when people are like, oh, well, you could die from that. I'm like, well, you could fucking absolutely go die from aspirin right now, too. You're going to jump off a bridge tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just a matter of... <clears throat> I have a very, like... In my opinion, I think everybody should be educated on things, for sure. And there should be lots of warnings, and the labeling should be done the right way, but it should be your choice whether or not you can do it or not. Now, I do not think that there should be bottles of, like, arsenic. <laughs> being sold or like meth yeah you know like here you will die when you take this but you can buy it i don't think that that (laughs) should be the case but if there is something that does actually have some sort of medicinal use or maybe like a pharmacological like reasoning behind it even even beyond something that has a medicinal use i mean like you could die from drinking four gallons of milk in a day you don't see anybody telling you like hey you know we're only gonna let you buy one gallon of milk at the store people that have died from drinking too much water you know we 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 had some guy last week buy four gallons of these turned up dead in his house because he drowned himself yeah i mean that that actually (laughs) so i don't even know if that's really the right answer to where we're going with this question um just made me think that the longest you could do a cycle of DNP at a low dose around 200 milligrams a day. I just gave you how I did it. 30 to 45 days too much? Yes. What would you supplement while doing it? You'd be better off just – see how I just broke it down of like doing it, taking a few weeks off, doing right. it, do it like that. And in between, cycle in like your ECA stack or if you're clan or if you want to go more mild, you can get in there with like one of our good fat burners like Paraburn or ViperX. Um, but you shouldn't take any other fat burners while you're taking no. it because it's so strong. No, it's there's, why? There's no need. Why? That's like, that's like if you're like uh, – I'm going to shave my legs, you know, with this razor and then until I'm there's nair. no fucking hair left, and then I'm going to nair it afterwards. Yeah. It just makes no fucking sense. You're just doing extra shit for no, no reason. Why? Why? You know, like, what's the point? So really the only supplements you should be taking while doing it are, like, you know, your protein, yes. you know, your Formula 19. You, you, if you want, stick to exactly what you're doing and make the only difference being that you add in DMP, see what happens. Now, when you do that, if you're smart and you're paying attention, what I used to do, when I would run my DMP, I would actually eat more. Because you can. I would know. I'm like, I can eat more. So I would add in calories and bust my fucking ass training harder. So I was getting more like out of my body from a training perspective. Uh, and I was eating to fuel my training, but I was still burning fat like crazy from the DMP. So you're burning more fat because of the DMP. You're keeping your muscles full from the nutrients. <clears throat> um, and uh, is the contest being pushed out? And if so, what is the final date? Contest is being pushed out. Not by a lot. At the most, a week. I'm sorry that I don't have a final date for you yet, but I'm going to do a video. Uh, where I say, hey, guys, here's the final date of the contest. I'm going to finish early. The reason that this question is even being asked, the reason that I'm even talking about it right now is because I had a really good idea for a video series. Now, this idea screws me over. Uh, However, it's going to put out probably some of the best content I've ever put out that can be utilized by all you guys as well as many other people at any level because I'm going to take my last week of the diet. I'm going to document every day what I'm going to do to be my best as if I were going to get on stage. 
So I'm going to document from start to finish each day. Like this is what I'm doing as far as my water intake. This is what I'm doing with my meals. This is how my training is going. This is how my, um, if I'm getting massages, chiropractic, this is going to be the day where I do my body shaving. This is going to be where I do my carb up starting. This when you do be- the, the body shaving part, make sure, because I'm sure people want to know, you, you just do a, a visual explanation, uh, maybe like a tutorial on how to get the hair between your glutes and in your hamstrings yep. and that little patch of lower hair on, on your lower it's back. There's areas that are just so hard pre-contest that if you don't have a woman in your life, you are basically yeah. screwed. Chris Lecomte, he'll tell everybody the story. North Americans one year, he, he, he was amazing at that show. Um, I think he was like either fourth or fifth. Um, beyond shredded, had no girl with him at the time. Jen, shout out to Jen, by the way. She was working. And he needed to get himself shaved up so he could start his tanning. And he was like, I need you to please get those spots that I just can't get. And, like, every guy knows those spots. Like, right around your ass crack. Yeah, he didn't have to tell me. I knew what I was getting myself into. Right in the gooch. So I was like, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's do this. So I'm going to try to paint this picture where you guys can understand what was going on. So I walk into the bathroom in his hotel, and he's got his left foot inside of the bathtub. And he has right foot on the ledge of the shower. So it's, you know, it's elevated up a foot or two. So he's in like that that uh, um, the Captain Morgan's uh, stance, yes. yes. And and with that leg that's up, he's rotating his hip towards me to open up his butt cheeks and expose like his hole. So mm. I am now kneeling on the floor in front of him with a Bic razor. What color was it? Blue. Okay, that's acceptable. So I'm kneeling underneath him doing the Captain Morgan's pose with his hip rotated out and hand pulling the like glutes out out there so it's easy to because you want it to be more flat you don't want ridges you don't want and you don't want the skin to be just hanging there you want to make sure everything's real tight so you can just get it done easily no nicks or anything like that yeah the, the main reason why you can't do this yourself is because the striations in your yep. glutes you'll, you'll just cut yourself it's every very, time it is truly difficult um and homoerotic to do something like this so i kneeled underneath him or beside him <laughs> And I, I had to go with a uh, underhand motioning to start on his hamstring area and come up into the glute area. So like as if I was Dr. J doing a finger roll to make a layup, it's that type of hand positioning and upwards motion. And then you actually have to go the opposite way. So you're going into the crack and you're coming out around like, like if you were doing like a beach ball and you were just going around the ball. And you got to go all the way. You don't have to, but you should go all the way from the hole to the actual like um, the the quim or the grundle the <laughs> area as some the grundle the gooch the grundle. You've got to get that area because some of those hairs, when you have these trunks, are very small, right? So I've seen people not shave those areas, and you got all this like perfectly shaved body, and then these like stragglers that are coming out around the nuts, and it just you can't do that. Um, so you got to get in there. You got to be a good friend if you're if you're a friend doing that. So I'll tell you. I'm going to finish this this <laughs> this podcast with this. When I was done doing that, for stars, I took so many deep breaths. I was like, man, I need to fucking really like just think about what I'm doing in here. Um, when you I was just, done, you just couldn't let your boy have a Grundle Garden sticking out. You know, he said he was. It really means so much to me that you did this for me. <laughs> and I was like, you know, take what? you out to dinner. I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to go and I'm just going to talk to some girls for a while. Okay. And I actually met Melody Spetko this way, who coincidentally I wanted to meet a girl, and I, I met a, a lesbian, and everyone knows she's, she knows she's a lesbian. She's, you know, she's open open about it. But I met Melody Spetko, who's a really really uh, good female bodybuilder. She always says, uh, "This is probably ten years ago." She always says that that day, uh, how good I made her feel. She's a big jacked, tattooed up chick, and she was like, "You are just so nice and sweet, and like you didn't like treat me like how so many other people treat you." And I'm like, "Well, people are idiots." Um, but I treat everyone the same. So I didn't want to like go and like fuck a girl. I had a girlfriend. I just wanted to be around some girls and just remind myself that you just shaved a grundle garden. And yeah. You're not like, gay. let's get the, 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 my friend's asshole out of my mind. Yeah. You know? And so, um, it was weird. You know, we're obviously like a lot closer friends now because of this. Yeah. I think that alone, not that, you know, I didn't have to shave anybody, but you know, the one show that I did, I, I told Corey the single-handed reason why I will never in my life do another bodybuilding physique competition is for the simple fact that your first one, you don't know anything that's going on. You don't, you don't know what's what's cool, what's mm-hmm. not cool. You know, you're 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 dieting and your your mind's all fucked up. So like, you're already not you know feeling 
the most confident you could be around all these other dudes who may or may not be more or less jacked than you look better than you. And then you get to the tanning portion and you're going to go stand with your dick out. Or you put a sock over it like I always did. Or a sock or your underwear, whatever. It's the gentleman's way to do it. You're going to go stand basically naked in a a room full of other jacked dudes who – are 110%, I guarantee you, going to stand there and grill you as if they're about to fight you, even though everybody's got their fucking dick out, and everybody can tell you got a fucking one-inch dick right now, bro. You're going to keep grilling Everyone there's got a small dick at the time. You're all gay as fuck. You're all standing here naked, looking at each other's fucking dicks, getting fucking tan, and you want to look like a hard ass. You want to look like you're some kind of a And if you are standing there like a hard ass, and your dick is kind of big for whatever reason, you're getting hated on so hard because guys are grilling you like, why the fuck is this guy's dick big? And even then, I'm just saying like... the big dick standing around here naked in front of a bunch of other guys? If you went to a bar and all of a sudden it was a bar fight broke out and in the middle of the bar fight you looked around and everybody was naked I bet you everybody would stop fighting real quick yeah, you know what I'm saying so, oh absolutely so why are you going to stand oh, there I'll, I'll tell you right now I, I feel <laughs> that I'm very confident in my, in my fighting ability but I will whoop a naked man's ass real fast and, and I just can't see because the, there's this shit where does it come just from it doesn't belong out where does it come from so don't be hard when you're naked <laughs> where does it come from literally like, and figuratively it's so gay I could never do that again so, so I also feel like how ridiculously gay this this portion of it is. So I and most of the people that tan you are girls, and um, they see all these 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 dicks out and shit too. You know, these so, douchey dickheads. Yeah. So like I always this is a fucking another little funny story. So I always put a sock over my dick, right? So one year, Liquid Sunray is, and I know that that they know who they are, and I know they <laughs> they remember this. Um, so they're tanning me, and, and they actually had a package of socks, and um, I was like, oh, I was like, God, I forgot to bring extra socks with me. You know, let me get one of those socks. And they were like, what color do you want? I'm like, I can pick. And they were like, yeah. And I was joking around. I was like, do you have a pink one? And they were like, yes, we do. So I put a pink sock on my dick. And I stand there in a room with other guys with socks on their dicks. And guys that didn't want the socks, which is such a fucking assholey thing to do. I was going to say gay, but I'm trying to not keep saying gay. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Big Mike. Um, (laughs) So... I'm like, yeah, I'll take a pink one. So I put this pink sock. Now, now, when you're in that state, you do not need a tube sock. Like, you're lucky if you're even able to get a fucking no-show over your shit and have it stay there, right? So I got this pink no-show on my, on my fucking sack of balls and my little wiener. And uh, I get tanned. I'm out of it. You know, I'm dieted down. I'm tired. You're not thinking clearly. Yeah, I'm not thinking clearly. So they're like, come back for your second coat at this time. So I go back to my room. I think I fell asleep for a while. And I go back, and my regular girl wasn't there. There was, like, a different girl there. And um, I, like, go to, like, take my sweatpants off, right? And I pull my sweatpants off. And the girl goes, oh, I like how you came prepared. And I didn't even realize it. I still had the pink sock on my dick. Hell yeah. Never took it off. And so she thought that I actually brought my own pink sock on my dick and that I was wearing it the whole time, which is pretty funny. Um, and I was like, oh, I didn't even realize this was still here. I'm like, I just I haven't even peed. I've been just laying in my room. Um, and, uh, like... The other guys that were in there, that were that were looking at me all hard and shit like they always do, um, they actually like kind of like giggled a little bit at the fact that like I came with a sock on my dick already, um, and it eased the tension in the room. There was a guy that never put the sock on his dick, and he's notorious for this, and he's a good guy, and it has nothing to do with him being inappropriate or anything like that. But um, <laughs> Brian Yersky, big bodybuilder guy, he was actually known for for just like having full conversations with people, like yeah. How's your prep going? You know, things are going good with his dick just dangling dick around. Out. Yeah, just dangling around. Um, Evan used to used to leave his dick out a lot. Sorry, Evan. I'm not trying to like make you upset or anything. He was a dick lever outer. I mean, well, I stayed with him for the for the Flex Pro in Cali, and I did his tan. And Dave made such a big deal about it. PJ was hanging out with naked Evan in his room all week, and I wonder how many gay guys had fantasies over that. I'm like, why does it even have to be like something that you talk about like that? And he's like, you just wanted to tan him, didn't you? <laughs> That's the kind of things that make me laugh. Um, and I'm like, I was just helping my friend, you know, and, uh, he even brought it up. Like we were doing like the play by play, you know, for Rx Muscle for the show. Had to shave his grundle. Yeah. And he's like, PJ's here. Just got done tanning Evan. <laughs> I'm like, is that going to keep on being the joke for, for the weekend? But I will say when Evan was like, Hey, I'm going to put a coat of tan on. I'd be like, all right, let's do it. And I'd go get the tanning stuff out and he would just take his clothes off and be standing there naked. And I'd be like, all right, there's your dick again. Let's, uh, let's, let's do this. Like, there it is. You know? Well, now that we're all uh, thoroughly comfortable with you know each other's dicks. There's nothing standing. worse than a dieted down dick, by the way. Oh god. A lifeless dieted down dick. It's like an anteater's little fucking snout, but it's it's has no desire to even get the ants at that point. It's, it's a it's a not hungry anteater. 
You could like 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 the ant hill would be like the equivalent of like of like the vagina. And just like begging. Yeah, and it's like there could happened. be like ants just spewing out and a little energy is just like just put my fucking tan on. Once you get to that last week, it's like having sex right now is going to be like cardio. I'm at that point now of just dieting where like sometimes Savi will be like, are we going to have sex tonight? And I'm going to be like, no, actually I'm going to lay down and I hope you don't even touch me. They're like I did 20 minutes extra cardio. There's yeah. no way we're having sex. Yeah, I, I got to that point where we were having sex one night and um, – we were like doggy style, right? And I was like, oh, my back's hurting so bad. And my hip was hurting too. <laughs> like my back is tight. And I was hot and I was like, I was like tired. And I was like, I was going really slow, right? And I was just kind of like moving her with my hands. And it was so like much of a labor that I finally, I finally just laid down. And I was like starting to fall asleep. And she was like, well, you didn't come. And I was like, I don't want to. I was honestly, I just don't even want to do this anymore. And she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, everything. I'm tired. I went outside naked and I just laid in this chair by my pool and I just wanted like the outside air to like just just hit me and she was like what's wrong and I was like honestly I just feel so bad now like I just don't feel good I just honestly like there's nothing that's gonna make me want to have sex right now I, I don't want you to touch me at all don't touch me unless I'm it's like carbs. just everything on me each position that I got in hurt in a different way like when I was on top of you I was like my shoulders hurt <laughs> when we were doing it doggy style I was like ah oh, my hip hurts and I was like trying to put my one hip back and I'm like, no, this my back hurts. is tight. I can't yeah, keep I, like, moving went this way. On, like, like I was in like the hurdler stance at one position. It's like once you start getting to that point where you're, that's how you're trying to have sex. Like, fuck it. So like, what are you doing? You're like, yeah. I'm trying to make this better. Even the other day, I was like jerking off. I woke up one morning. I was like, my dick was hard, and I was like, I'm gonna jerk off. And I was like, I was jerking, and my my chest was like kind of cramping a little bit, and I was Too sore. Think, I was thinking about that. And I was just sore and everything, and I just I, I like leaned back in my chair, and I took a deep breath, and I just. X'd out the porn and I was like fuck this shit like, time for breakfast let me go eat some not carbs <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about and on that note I guess we'll close this out the same way we always do with a peace out bye <laughs>